And we're back. Judge Buds episode. Oh, I can't see it. Oh, no. Title's too long. Episode don't know. I have no idea what it is. 97, 6, 7? Is it the Kirill episode? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Title's too long, so I can't. It's just not going to happen for me. So it's some episode. Um, it's up there. Don't know what it is. But doesn't matter. Joined by my good buddy, Mr. At State of Hoppy. Hoppy, how are we? Yeah, we're we're going to get through it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we are. Um, so we're doing the mailbag today, but we've got to touch on a few few developments. that have, uh, Yeah, uh, just a couple. Just a few before we dive into that. Um I don't know if I'm ready to even, you know, start down that path. Let's, let's, let's How is your week? What's everyone no, doing? No. How are we? So- softball here. Before we talk about the horrible events that have continued to unfold, which apparently took us like five or six years, how scummy is the NHL for very intentionally leaking the like Salt Lake City expansion and like the fact that the Coyotes are in hot water? At the same time as all of this came out, I mean, you know, disappointed, not surprised, that type thing. Uh, it's the same shit over and over again. NHL, they're always just kind of like, hey, let's just play the hits here. Um, this is what we've been doing forever, and we're just going to keep doing it. Um, Veach says the Salt Lake Silvers. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty funny. Um, so uh, I, yeah, more like, so. no, no, the, the Salt Lake Jesus. Sister Wives. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll go with that. Either one. Joseph Smith's golden tablets. Oh, what do we want to go with? <laughs> I like that one. The Salt what? Lake City NA beers. That is going to be <laughs> the weirdest crowd. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's on brand, I feel like, with the NHL probably, but you know, um, it is what it is. But so on that, like, Coyotes, it was made pretty clear that they needed to have their shit figured out by the All-Star game, which is very, very close. And it sounds like they've made zero headway. Like, what do they do here? Because Salt Lake's the only one that I see stepping up. And from what I've heard, that owner does not want a relocation. They want an actual expansion. Yeah, but uh, I kind of, I kind of respect the hell out of it from the uh, from the Coyote standpoint because I kind of feel like now they're just sitting there like, we've been here before, Gary. <laughs> We're not worried, motherfucker. Like, well, no, yeah. oh, oh, do we have to have everything figured out? Do we? Are you not going to save us again? Oh no! Let's see what happens. Oh, All Star Game is pretty soon. We haven't done oh. shit. You you know, like Walsh just went on, and uh, Joe Smith put out a great article on like a whole conversation he had there. And <laughs> you know, he's reaching out to them, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll wait until Gary's available to talk." Thanks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like no Gary shit on the phone, please. <laughs> Just yeah, call him up, dude. It is incredible. Like, I don't know what to, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, of course, it's right when you know. Right now, Arizona's fun again. They've got a ton of young talent coming. It would be also again be very NHL to be like, all right, now we're finally cutting you off. We're not helping yeah. anymore. Right. Like now that this might actually like. People enjoy it, people watch it, like, it's, it's whatever. I mean, they're still playing a fucking college, right? But You know what, though? Um, it's a good point, though, that you bring up, like, with how promising their future does look on paper. Like, remove where they're located from that equation. Maybe it is one that you could talk another owner into taking. Problem is, like, so they force that transition, and then this owner's for sure not ponying up the expansion fees that we've been seeing from Seattle and Vegas. Like what, how do you even evaluate that franchise? (laughs) I literally have no idea. And it's just like, that's wild. (laughs) It's the shittiest part too. Cause it's like, they finally have the hockey side. They're, they're good. Done. Like it's fun product, a ton of young talent coming. Like, 
people enjoy watching the Arizona Coyotes play hockey for the first time in a long time, and it feels like there's actual some like potential long-term stability there, hockey-wise, just because they are so young and there are so many good, unbelievable players that are like slated to join the NHL the next like year, two, three years. And then it's just the off the ice fucking bullshit that literally has been there since they left Phoenix. So it's the same fucking shit. It's just, I don't know. It's so annoying because I want that team to just, and like, there are hockey fans in it. Like, they're very passionate hockey fans in Arizona. Like, we saw when they were in Phoenix, that place was an absolute madhouse in the playoffs with the whiteouts. The place was unreal. Um, they made a couple runs and they're like, now that they have the hockey, so I figure, of course, now that's the same off the ice bullshit that we've been dealing with since they left. But I don't know what they're gonna do about it. I again, I kind of hope that like somehow the franchise is like, oh, oh, maybe we do have it figured out. Maybe we don't though, Gary. You gonna let us die? Because I don't think you want to. Um, so we'll see what happens. But it's just unbelievable how how long this is all taken. Like it's it really is fucking unbelievable. They're just gonna hire. They just gotta. They're just gonna continue to hire the funniest like PR people and like and social media people and just fuck with the league. <laughs> yeah. Just total chaos on social media and then oh yeah, biz. <laughs> God damn it. Um I'm trying to think. Oh Jesus. Um, and yeah, tonight is the uh, the Panthers versus Coyotes, the rematch. And of course, apparently Lomberg was going up to Zucker in warmups, which it's like, really? Like, fuck off. So then, of course, Jack McBain and Ryan Lomberg chuck him right off the opening base. Of, I think Arizona's up like 3 nothing already, like 10 minutes in. So, um, I like weird rivalry but now that's a pretty funny one where it's just like yeah i don't know let's just make these two teams fucking hate each other forever fucking who cares very weird rivalry but pretty funny team zucker team zucker i i don't know how that jersey should have been sold out immediately after after that sequence of events that's on us for not getting the job done though whatever yeah we really didn't rally the troops for that one yeah, that's on us. Hands up, you know, our bad. Dude, how um, that assist from Cooley on the Zucker uh, FU yeah. goal against Pittsburgh. That was fun. That was <clears throat> unbelievable. That kid is so nasty. Like, no, Let, let's put the, the actual, like, technique aside. Like, I'm sure there's people that have way, like, better celebrations, but Jason Zucker's got to be a top five guy in the NHL for just how excited he looks when he scores a goal. Mm-hmm. Like he oh, basically yeah, does the OV except with a smile. Whereas OV is just yeah. like screaming. He's smiling and screaming. <laughs> yeah. And he's just and like also he's just one of the best just teammate hype guys around. Like just was going nuts. He's like it was like cameras right in his face, like holy fuck. <laughs> like, dude, just, right. dude, go, go back to the world juniors gold. No mm-hmm. one is more excited in that locker room than he is. He's he's like floating. He's like, like literally like, levitating. Kreider's right next mind. to him and looks like he just doesn't even care. <laughs> That's where Kreider loses. Like, oh shit, am I supposed to do that in the <laughs> NHL? So now he just makes the weirdest faces on fucking planet Earth. <laughs> oh shit. All right. Let's see. Um switching top, I guess it kind of t- will somewhat tie into the mailbag. Do you see um Bobby McKenzie's midseason draft rankings dropped. I didn't see that. No. Oh my god! They are they uh, pretty? Are they pretty rough? Well, I mean, he pulls the fucking scout, so apparently this is a reflection of like how a lot of the league feels, and it is on drugs. Like it's crazy. Um, like top it, to bottom, it, or are you more just like shocked at the the very top of the draft? Well, um, I mean, Celebrini, no surprise, number one. Number two, Anton Salaev, the six foot seven fucking Russian. Dude, I, I can see it though. The way you've talked about him and like the level of skill plus that size, like, sorry, people are going for the next Chara. And yeah. Arizona's going to trade up to get that Russian mutant. I mean, they have to. Like, that's another thing. They just got to keep. Doing oh, no, that we've shit. lost Z. 
Oh, great. We'll get him back Later. here soon. Wonderful. Oh, we wait for him to rejoin. Oh, my goodness. I am slugging down a... It's called Void Walker, another one from Loose Line Brewing out in Plymouth. Everyone go check them out. They are awesome. This one is different. It's a double milk stout with cacao nibs, ancho chili, and cinnamon. And I hate cinnamon in beer. This one's pretty mellow on the cinnamon, so it is definitely not a problem. But it's... uh, it's just got a different vibe to it. Like it's you got the chili taste, but it's not hot or spicy in any way. It's just a crazy cacao nib ancho chili cinnamon beer. Another one at uh, same label that you love. Clean cut. Loose line. Clean cut. It's not like I don't taste much of the cinnamon, which is good because I hate cinnamon. Just awful. But it's I don't know. It's got like a a chili pepper taste with no spice. I don't know how else to explain it. I think it's solid. Definitely not an everyday sipper for me, but I would drink it again. Yeah, that'll work. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, I I don't think if I saw a sit, even if the can was real nice looking, I don't know if I could go for the uh, the cinnamon in the beers. I don't know. I just like that much cinnamon, cinnamon in beers. This one's pretty like low percentage cinnamon, thankfully. Oh, that'll work then. Yeah, okay. cinnamon, no, no good. But yeah, I was saying just. Salayev has to be like the number one target for Arizona. Yeah, it is. Uh, to get another Russian. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely they're gonna have their pick of the litter though. There's a couple. There's a bunch of Russians that should go first round, and I mean, that's what the the list projects too. But um, Salayev it too. I mean, again, we've talked about him before. One of the most intriguing players we've seen in a very long time that could absolutely be incredible because he's a six foot seven mutant who is an incredible skater. He clearly has a good amount of offense in there. How much is that? How much of that translates to the NHL level? I have no idea. I have like my doubts, but like, you have that pro- you have that profile of player with all the tools that he has. Like it is unbelievably intriguing. But at two is, I mean, that's something. That is, that is now putting it, your balls on the line. If you told me that at the beginning of the year, though, I'd be way more shocked. Whereas now, like people already have like Cole Eiserman like closer to ten than they do to one when he started the year as the no shit number two. So, like, it's less shocking with how things have settled out a little bit more, but still surprised that his name was number one. But I don't know. There's names that would have shocked me a lot more. Yeah, and I mean, Eisenman on Bobby Mack's list, he's he's at four. Um, just an intriguing play. By the way, they did him, he's and they have him fourth. Okay. Um, they have left Shunov at three. Who it, it it's gonna be? Well, it's a he, very very. He was right around there, three or four, um, I guess, between him and Demidov. Yeah, yeah. How far has he fallen? Six. I mean, that's... six is he is like eviscerating Russian junior league right now. Like the other night, in a five point game. I think the game before that, he had four like assists mostly. But then the goals he scores are legitimately outrageous. Like he is destroying that league. He's more than good enough to play in the KHL right now. It's just like it's Russia, so young, bad, you know. So yeah. they're gonna make him uh, prove it. But like it, it is. This list is just throwing me. I'm surprised. I'm not opposed to it. He's got Consta Hellenius, the kid from Finland, at uh, eighth overall. It's a, it's just there is a there's a Big time push for defensemen here too, but like yeah. with size. And then it's funny, just like they're very specific with heights. So they have both Iserman and a kid that we'll have to talk about. Cause I think actually we do have a question coming up at some point here about Tij Aginla. Uh sure. both of them are listed at five eleven and three quarters. So it is just they are that annoying about it. It is unbelievable. Um, they do the same in like it's just 
don't know. It is very funny to me. It's like, ah, that could be the difference. That could be the difference. It's fucking unbelievable. First off, what a name here. Andre yeah, Seneca. Yeah, that's probably what I'd go. Seneca, yeah. 6-6, six, six, Jesus. That sounds yeah. crazy. Uh, Veach also definitely very different than the Jack Pine Jalapeno Cream Ale, which is oh, an incredible beer in its own right. This is like got no, this is like chili, way more than it is pepper. It's got no spice in comparison, whereas there's a little bit of bite to the jalapeno cream ale, but I love the flavor of jalapeno. So, totally different beer, not comparable, but less pepper, I would say. So, there you go. Um, there was one question. I can't find it now, Z. I don't know why, but it was one that was put up well before the stream even started. And it was asking if the wild target defenseman is between two guys. And I'm trying to remember, start listing some of the top ones. I know one of them. He said, I remember the question. So they brought up Sam Dickinson and Zane Perek. Nope. It was not that one. Okay. Neither of those names. Question. That I'm telling you that was, but all right. Well, I'm Moving telling on, you that then. there's a question that's not on here right now. Ah. That I read well in advance, which I just told you a second ago. <laughs> yeah, I was listening. <laughs> um, damn. I don't know who it was. I'm going to have to think on it. I'm just going to read names and I'll come up with it eventually. But... Who so are there any other like shock risers or any guys that you also agree deserve more merit and they put way higher on the list than you expected? Uh I mean I was happy to see Tisha Ginla up around 16. It feels about accurate. He was definitely one that came on this year out of nowhere, kind of. I mean, he's always had Where's crazy about the skill. He is in uh Kelowna. Um, sorry, sorry. He, number oh sorry 16 solid um definitely wasn't really probably on many radars for like a first round guy at the start of the year and i mean right now he is just torching the whl he's got like god 31 goals maybe 50 something points um try to pull it up actually i want to make sure i'm actually saying it right uh yeah 31 goals 55 points in 40 games so far like on a Kelowna team, that's fine, but like not top of their division or anything like that. But um, he's been so good, like just unbelievably creative. He's got a great shot, like just the dual threat in terms of pass shooting. But he's one that's just climbed the rankings insanely, like since the start of this WHL season. He's like showing no signs of slowing down. So he's good to see him get some love. Um, Okay. Well, then we, we can go to the question that you alluded to from Jason. So, again, he really likes Dickinson and Parak. Aside from the, the two that you already mentioned, right, Levshunov and Salayev, we probably assume are going to be out of reach for the wild. Like, who are your top, give me two or three defensemen that you would love to add? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, depends, I guess, on where exactly what the rest of the season and how many fucking well slots let's say you no i know any defenseman besides the two that i named yeah i mean if sam dickinson wants to fall in minnesota's lap that's wonderful like i think you know coming into the year he was a probably consensus top five six was right behind left you know probably in terms of like defensemen um but like his overall profile he is just like a very sound all around defenseman. He's got like some holes in his game just with like maybe some defensive like awareness or just some like borderline decision making. And then he has flashes where he looks incredible at the offensive blue line running a power play and like dictating offense himself. Then there's other times there's just the decision making kind of leaves you wondering like what he was even going for there. So like there's been some inconsistencies that probably I mean, he's still, I mean, Bobby Mack has him at seven. Um, and I would say that I would be shocked if that wasn't like the consensus around the league anyways. But, you know, he definitely has shown more holes in his game than I thought, I think people were expecting this year. But I mean, there is so much upside there that like you could argue he is 
like probably one of the two or three best options at D in this draft. So who's the Finn? Who's the Finn that I can't think of? Aaron Kivy Haru. He still Kivy has him Haru. going. I first, think it was Kivy Haru or God damn it. It was. I think it's a brother of a draft son. Yersek. Yeah, it might be. I think it was your sec. Yeah, they Those should both two that were mentioned by another person. So please talk about them, too. Yeah, I mean, Adam, your is going to be very interesting just because he got that season ending injury, injury in game yeah. one of the world juniors. So, I mean, the fact that he still has like on Bobby Max list, he's still at 14. Like he is a six foot two and a half. Um, really, really good skater. But he's a beast. He's super physical. He show he looks like he should be able to defend at a pretty high level already. Like um, he does have a lot of his like brother in him that way. Offensively, I think he's a he's a different level than than his brother. Like I think he there is more creativity in his game, and he is like incredibly young for this draft too. So he's definitely one that would be great. I mean, he's not a right shot guy too, but he, like, I just love, there was a couple of times at Holinka this summer where he like, he looked like the four checkers had him dead to rights all over him. And he somehow will always end up escaping with the puck under control, clean exit, like almost every time it, at points where it's like, okay, maybe don't try to skate yourself out of trouble every single time, but he, he's capable of doing it. And sometimes he'll take like an extra two laps around his own net just to wait for the change to happen instead of just like changing himself. Meanwhile, there's like three guys check, uh, for checking him, trying to get the puck off, and they just can't do it. So he's a big, really he's a right shot. We love that. Um, but he's big. He plays defense pretty well. He's pretty physical, tons of offensive upside. So he's definitely another one of the favorites in this draft. That's like kind of the common theme for defensemen in 2024. Like so many guys just with like crazy tools that I think that this will be the, the draft where like there's going to be more defensemen than we've seen in a long time go. Like, cause I mean, even last year, we, we thought it was going to be very light in the first round. Like teams still want that guy, like want that defenseman that has like all those tools. So considering yeah. how many big defensemen are with crazy tools, like I would expect this year, they might, they might run the table. So we'll, just, we'll see, but I mean, years that would be awesome. I would love to have that kid. Um, some and I mean, it feels like somewhat around where, depending on how Minnesota season goes, because uh, we talked about this last week too. Like, <clears throat> they definitely could just like rattle off a bunch of wins and either like eke in the last playoff spot and then get like obliterated in the first round for no fucking reason, or uh, like just like just miss and and pick like. 17th it's like god damn it <laughs> what the fuck man why do i think just miss i think there's such a hole to dig themselves out of especially with how good yeah, the teams ahead are. unless la just completely folds and just doesn't exist anymore which i mean two wins out of the last 10 games i guess they might as well yeah i mean i think any team competing to get into the playoffs in the West is really just competing for the second wild card spot, which is just like a terrible place to be. Uh, which um, is, is, is that trade by the way? Like, come on. That's gotta be a fireable offense borderline. Which one? Pierre Luc Dubois. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck that, cause I just don't know what the kid's fucking deal is. It's crazy, too, because, I mean, they immediately locked him up for big money, big term. Like, and we've seen flashes where he looks like a number one center. And then there's just, like, large stretches where he is, I mean, he's playing on their fourth line a lot of nights and not doing much. So it's, I don't know what his fucking deal is. Because I, I, at this point, it, you're kind of sitting there like, all right, well, you've pretty much got literally everything you've, what like is this really gonna be it? Like, is this what we're gonna totally? Well, and this is who I, you are. It's I crazy. Think he has two more points than Ifalo right now, and we're yeah. not even gonna talk about Velarde, who has absolutely embarrassed the LA Kings. Yeah, good for him. That's Love a to tough one. Tough one. Um, right. I mean, speaking of tough ones, do we rip the bandaid off? Do we talk about it? We've we've gotten enough in here. Go for it. Tee it up. All right. Mike Owen's going to tee it up for us. Big story from this morning. 
I was wondering why Hart took a leave of absence. Then I did some digging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we were going to get here eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured we couldn't end on that, by the way. Like, we had yeah. to like work this in in the middle. It's just more... It's just more of the same fucking shit. It's at some point you kind of just sit there like every year we're gonna do it like at least one time. Like some of these stories come out, and like this one's been out obviously. And like the more that comes out about how hard they've been trying to like cover the shit up and just like keep it somewhat quiet, it's and they're still doing it at this point. Like they're mysteriously not. Oh, hell yeah. We don't want to say too much yet. It's like, I mean, we know. Uh, yeah. It's the fucking worst, dude. Like, it's the fucking worst. It just. That's where I'm at. I like every fucking year it happens at least once. You're like, why the fuck does this keep happening? Like, Jesus, goddamn Christ. It's the greatest sport in the world. Apparently, there's some really shitty fucking people that are in there. And there's some shitty people making decisions. I, I hate it. It's gross. It's fucking gross. It, it just happens too many t- fucking times. Well, it's driving they, me insane. They should never be paid to play the sport of hockey ever again. Like, it's pretty simple. Period. And the, it, yeah, it's just, you know. Like, I, had, I had someone ask me today at work, they're like, so, like, how, how bad do you think it's going to be for the players then? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I don't know. Like, do you think they could be out for the whole year? I'm like, if they ever fucking play again, I'm going to have a problem. Like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Now, it did give us one of the uh, few good takes from Isha. I love this one. I hope the IIHF boots Canada from international play. Bring back the Russians in their place. Yeah, I mean, he did say it before. He was like, yeah, but, you know, the Russian kids would nothing to do with anything. We can't possibly let them play in IHF. But these kids, they can get the gold. They can be celebrated, cherished, fucking. They will give hockey kid whatever they want. It's fucking but that's, that's my biggest thing here, right? Like, I understand why other teams don't want Russia involved, like from a national perspective. But Canadian players were the scumbags. Russian players have done nothing wrong. Like, it's just an absolute joke. And Canada, there won't even be discussion around any punishments for the team as a whole. Hockey yeah, Canada, sure. sure. Let's let's throw some money, but that's all that matters. It's a joke. Yep, more of the same. It sucks. I just it drives me fucking insane. It's every fucking year. Just giving more ammo to be like, oh, see, these guys are pieces of shit. It's like, well, it's, <laughs> I, 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 I can't even fucking argue anymore. Like, I don't like obviously. This is it. Hopefully, ideally, it's not like a reflection of every fucking person that plays. It's just no. I just that, have to shut the fuck up. Ready, guys? How how does that work legally though? Because you've got three guys playing for U.S. teams, one in Canada, so a little bit different there, and then one over in Europe. Out of the five that were uh, again, I guess nothing is official yet. We should caveat that nothing has been released from the police. Nothing like has been proclaimed true, but we can all read between the lines and figure out that when weird five players ask for leave from their team and the team grants it with no further comment, probably safe for us to assume that they're the fucking scumbags that did it. Now, if that ends up not being the case, I very much apologize, but we're not stupid. So the names on that list from Philadelphia, Carter Hart. In the Calgary Flames, Dylan Dubé. We got a doubler from the New Jersey Devils, Michael McLeod and Cal Foot, and then playing over in Europe, Alex Fermentin. What legal jurisdiction do they have to make these players go back? And I have no idea. I have no idea how that works. Like, what if they just said, no, I'm just going to stay here? Like, what happens? Does a Mountie, like, ride his horse down to New Jersey and pick up the two guys? Or, like, could I don't be. know. I mean, I would, I, now, I would assume that they have to go back. This this is, like, 
peanuts in comparison to everything that like has happened here, the scumbaggery, like the poor girl. You gotta feel a little bit bad for two players who are still NHL players whose brothers are on this list. Like, we got another McLeod, we got another foot, which by the way, is Cal Foot in for just the biggest beating of his life from Adam Foot, or is he a supporter? Uh, disavowed. That was over the line, but like I gotta imagine Adam Foot's going to beat the wheels off his kid if he didn't already know. Yeah, I would assume they've maybe been preparing for a while. Maybe I don't know, man. It's just another shitty fucking story, and I'm. But you know there are people on the internet that are going to be big enough idiots to go after these guys and talk about how big a scumbags they are because they're brothers. The internet's nowhere near intelligent enough to be beyond that. Yeah. Not at all. Nope, never has been. Ah, apparently Isha thinks he knows bird law or other various lawyerings. They are legally summoned and will have warrants for their arrest if they do not show up. Okay. Yeah, I sounds right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that works then. Um, but yeah, we, we don't have to spend a ton of time on that topic, but felt like it would be wrong for us to not bring up the news from earlier today and at least address yeah. it. Yeah. Um we can kind of pivot there since we're talking about Canada world juniors and whatnot. Jason Howard throws out uh, an interesting thought with the NIL changes to college sports. What would we think about CHL players being eligible for college hockey? I feel like it would be awful for all the American recruits. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. I don't even that, that's another one where there's like so many fucking dumb rules. Um, yeah, I mean, it is very interesting. That would definitely, that would hurt for a lot of the American recruits, obviously, but it would be wild to see some kids just end up going. Fucking 21 year old kid that's ready to age out. And he's like, yeah, I'll play hockey. <laughs> I'll go to hmm, Michigan for a couple of no, years. No, no, you know that it would just be the biggest, dumbest knuckleheads that end up like going and signing with Harvard and shit. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Jesus. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not going to get my degree. I just want to play hockey and uh, we can not say here for that. I'm not going. It's just fucking, I'll, I'll be there game day though. Um, it is. That would be crazy though. Like just really yeah. extending out that junior hockey career. Fucking. <laughs> Ugh. It's interesting. Um, I like it for the chaos. That's about yeah. It's I love the idea and just the the discussion topic, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, it, I, it would get a lot of people very angry. I bet, and it would be a very funny like like guys planning that out in their career path. <laughs> like, uh, go rip up junior for a while, do whatever the fuck I want to do for a little bit, and get then a free <laughs> you hand it over to me. <laughs> It's fucking unreal. Oh, shit. Um, all right. Got another one here uh, from Greg Lindholm. We're, we're going to get a quick uh, couple of wild questions in. Here we go. Will Beckman get called up this year? Soon? Who's Nadinov update? Yeah, I think at this point, anyone's guess is as good as mine with Beckman. He is healthy again. He's playing really well. I think he's on a three or four game points right now he had an absolute fucking snipe the other night like brutal angle from outside the fucking like face off dot and just brought the puck in and clearly the shot he's been working on that driveway for a while but i mean it went off crossbar off post and in i think that was the game they finally won they're on a bit of a losing streak shocking because everyone was like on standby to get called up to the nhl because everyone was injured um but he's looked really good since he's come back from that injury. Uh, he had another assist the other night, too, on – oh, God, whose goal was it? it might have been Lambos. Can't remember. Um, but, I mean, I have no idea with, like, 
where he's going to stand at this point in terms of a call up. Like there are, I would assume that when, let's see, when all the injuries initially happened, he was also injured. So then they called up guys like Lucini and they called up, they had a couple other, didn't they? Oh, Raska. Um, I would have assumed because he, like, when he's been healthy this year, too, like, for the most part, he's been great. Um, he's definitely had a few games that I watched live that were not so great. And it was just like almost as if it's like, kid, it looks just like, what is my career right now? But a lot of times, though, when he is healthy, he's been solid again. And like, he's pretty much proven enough for me at the, the AHL level. It's just the combination of like, the really weird contracts and the timing of those contracts. Um, and then the recent injuries, I, I just like don't know where I would assume he gets called up at some point. Cause that would be crazy. If he went a whole year, didn't get one game. Um, hopefully it would be soon. I guess at this point they don't have a cap guy to figure out what the cap applications are anymore. So that's going to hurt too. Um, but I mean, I think oh, he is whole league. <laughs> he looks like a fucking, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If there's a player that's or a forward that's gonna get called up, like he's gotta be at the top of that list because again, he's been real good, especially since he's been healthy. And you just gotta um, find out. You gotta I mean, know yeah, what he can this, do. At this point, you don't know. Like it's crazy. It's wild. And uh do we have uh sorry, did Dewar's injury get announced or is he just labeled as out? Uh I'm not sure because I didn't even see what happened. All right, um, there's your answer. Moving on. I didn't even like it was it was just like and he's playing, he's playing, and he's not playing. I was like, where'd he go? And they're like, Yeah, I guess Dewar's hurt. I don't know. Um Tyler G with a great point here. Back to our topic on CHL admission to college hockey. We just have a shit ton more D1 teams. No? Like there's a lot of teams that are on the cusp of trying to convert from club to actual D1 programs, especially now with all those. Pac-12 teams joining the Big Ten or whatever they're popping into or we're going to have the mega conferences. Like, I actually think that's a, a decent call-out, Tyler. Yeah, for sure. Again, I'm in. Just for the chaos. Fuck it. It's great. And Isha uh, is relentless, but he is right. We're almost at 1,000 subs. If you smash the like button and subscribe, Z might be able to actually eat a like hot dinner one of these nights. Yeah, probably not. Maybe his um, internet will get better too. So no, that's never that'll no never pressure. be a thing. <laughs> never, never gonna happen. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but uh, another question though, coming from Tyler, curious Z from you is Trent Frederick the hopeful outcome for Strammel? Both went late first. Both six three, two hundred twenty pound power forwards. It's crazy if they're the exact same height and weight. That's cool. Both came up with NTDP and played college for Wisco. Both play center wing. A lot of similarities. Yes. So this for me, like the second I read that question, I remembered I was talking. Fucking, I can't remember which draft I was talking to before this year. Like there was a debate at that point. Stramel obviously at one point was thought of as like not just a first round pick, but like pretty high. And there was a lot of, they were like, even if like the fall off that ended up happening, like even if that didn't happen, he was still up there. You were debating like, Hey, this kid's got a pretty high floor. Like this is an NHL player that pretty flexible in terms of like position wise. He's got like, he's got the tools in terms of like a big kid who's very physical defends. Well, like plays a pretty, it is very smart. It's just in terms of the offense clicking or just really, I guess, putting the all around game together and looking like a player with a pretty decent projection. Like it's a pretty similar to like a Trent Frederick situation where the Bruins were getting shit on for the Trent Frederick thing. And I mean, rightly so when you pass on to bring it, um, for a while and then all of a sudden last two three years trent frederick's kind of just turned himself into an incredibly useful like middle six forward he can play center he can play wing he's big he's tough you could throw him on the pk like very like you're not worried about putting him really anywhere on the ice and now the offense not like you're not gonna say popping off because i think last year was his career i think he had close to 20 goals though um but you know never a player that you're like oh if he really like just 
hits another level. He could be a 30 goal guy, first line center. Like, no, but he can absolutely be a very good middle six wing center. There's plenty of skill and offensive prowess in there. Eventually, it's just like kind of a long term. And that's the thing with Stramble. Like, I don't think it would take a whole lot of time for him to be able to be in the NHL just because of like his floor game and the type of game he plays. But there's definitely just a longer path for having him like when he does come to the NHL, legitimately be a very useful player that you're not just going to throw on the fourth line and go figure it out. Like you have a very specific plan. And I mean, in this prospect pool too, like he is a type of player that you don't have a whole lot of anyways. Like you have a ton of like undersized offensively gifted centers who look really good, just like in terms of the offensive stuff, but like Stramel is a bit different than everyone else. And again, the, the fact that he can play center, he can't play wing. And he already is a pretty advanced defensive player at this point at such a young age. Like there's a very high floor, but like just letting him kind of ride that out. But yeah, I like that comp a lot. Um, so yeah, no, I like that one. Nice. And we already kind of addressed this one here, but John Robinson, are the wild going to screw the pooch by throwing in a few meaningless wins? Will they drop out of the top 10 in draft? Here's to hoping for losses and top seven pick. Uh, let's maybe phrase this different for you, Z. Where do you see the drop-off tiers in talent? Like, is there a number that you want to see the Wild be within to, like, have a no-shit great pick? Like, is it top seven? Is it top 10, top 15? Like, where do you see the biggest drop-off for options? So this year is really weird, where it's kind of like... I mean, I, maybe everyone else other than the NHL scouting people. <laughs> I don't think anyone else has Saliev as high as two. <laughs> like, I like, Where I want to say, go? oh, God. I mean, I'd be way more comfortable close to 20. 20. Yeah, dude. Like, no, it's well, just no way he'll make it past Arizona. So that's not. No. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. Um, but I mean, it does feel like there's probably about four or five guys who like their ceilings are just on another level. And after that, like, again, it it honestly extends beyond the defenseman. We were again, we were talking about like there's so many guys with tons of tools that just haven't put them all together yet and like very intriguing it kind of feels like a pretty consistent theme throughout the entire first round but i mean like 32 would be sufficient then it's it's you're getting like a very obvious like an intriguing player but i mean i would say in terms of the guys that just like are on another level with like a potential ceiling like i still think even if the wild like they would really have to fuck suck to get there and like i just even there are a few teams that you're just not like you can't you can't you can't, you can't it's say. it's it's the the south park <laughs> episode where the kids want to stop playing baseball for the summer so like their goal is to just yeah. like be yeah. really bad and lose and you're just not going to be better at losing than san jose than chicago like yeah it's out of reach i don't think top five is doable for the wild even if they completely bottom out but like is there like if you get 11 and you're like god damn it if we had just gotten to 10 we'd have this like there's not really a, a drop that you see just take no. whatever you get yeah uh, we could even throw it at like seven like that's probably closer John to like where yeah i like that. it's not bad um the one the the one that i'm really interested to see is like berkeley catton I I think he's got where he's at ten. I think it's too low. He's so fucking good, and he's been unbelievable since he stepped into the WHL as like a double underager. And the fact that he's five foot eleven, it's just for whatever reason, it's just voodoo. Like you can't possibly. Where are we gonna draft that guy? No way. Uh, he's. I mean, 
coming into the year, I think we all probably would have put him top five or whatever. I understand like the intrigue of the other guys there too, but for I don't know. I, I have a hard time. Even ten for me is just like I still think he has another ceiling. Like I think I would put him in that front group of player where like there's a pretty big drop off between his upside and the guys in that next kind of tier or whatever. But it, it is it is literally like Celebrini, Demidov probably at this point have their own ceilings. Then you come into like the left Shunov, Iserman, Caden Lindstrom is at five on Bobby Max list. Another guy that really came on the scene strong, a massive fucking center who's mean as shit and also plays a decent enough two-way game and puts up crazy amounts of points out of nowhere this year. And it's only like his trajectory has been insane. Um, I think at this point it is a sure thing that he fits into that group too. So I don't know. But like in terms of after that, like that is kind of the group of picks where it's like, I don't see Minnesota, even if they're like, let's just fucking embrace it, whatever. Fuck it. Like, let's just lose some games here. I still think there's enough teams that suck that it's just like, all right, we can't do that. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Philly's down a goalie. Uh, they'll start going downward. Although Erson's been pretty good. Erson's been real good for them though. Yeah. Um, I still think like if they do, like, let's say they actually do miss out, which does feel pretty likely. Um, even if it is like right around that 13 through seven, it's you're probably not going to be upset with who they end up with. Cause I still think there's so many guys that are unbelievably intriguing, but you just like put them into the same part of the draft. I mean, I don't know if there's a gopher player that gets drafted a couple spots before us, people might still lose their minds, but yeah, that's true. No matter what law, um, Veach, uh, tongue-in-cheek, how many losses before Cappy shuts down the idea of re-signing? Thank you so much, Veach, for the hyphenation. Uh, after next season, and just plays out the contract with a hard end in sight. Dude, it's crazy how that's been, like, an actual thing people talk about. Like, I don't know, 12 minutes after he signed the extension, where it's like, oh, great. Oh, great. We got what we kind of wanted. Right. But we, no, it, uh, this has to suck somehow. Like, if, we have this really shitty news. People would lost. If it was eight years, they would have freaked out. Oh, way too long of a commitment. We don't even know if he's good yet. It is. It's like it's been since the contract got signed. <laughs> it was just like first game of the season. Lost. It's over. He's probably, I bet he asked for a trade. I bet he did. I bet he asked for it once. And it's fucking unbelievable how just like the whole fan base is just conditioned. Like, no, no, guys, don't worry. This will suck. This will end up being horrible. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't get excited. Don't get excited unless you're a sick puppy. Yeah, I mean, there's some sick puppies. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is entertaining. Um, I think. All right. There, we'll have uh, maybe one or two questions on the other side of this, but we have to address probably the most exciting news of the week. I know it got brushed under because of all the craziness today, but Patty was back and he's already freaking out and he's with the Islanders of all teams. Like never in my wildest imagination would I have thought that Lou Lamarillo would be the one to bring Patty Waugh back into the league. I need the Patrick Waugh feed option <laughs> at ESPN.com immediately every game. They literally, I mean, first of all, there's no chance no matter what happened, they were losing that first game. Um they tried. <laughs> they did try to lose it. Um, but like at I think I counted 12 different times the game was going on. And then all of a sudden, like the screen started, like it's like the game got further away, and then a pop up of like Wah on the bench came up, and now it's just like side by side for like two and a half straight minutes, and you're just like watching me, like like whistling at guys, and then like hitting guys in the back. And you're like, holy fuck! Like they don't have mic'd up. Like this is insane. So it's the Patrick Wah show now. Um, but inject that into my veins as long as he's mic'd up. They showed a clip of him at his first practice. And I mean, I thought he was going to break his fucking stick. Like he was going bananas. Does not need a whistle. He is a whistle. 
Like he does the fucking like, and it's unbelievable. He is the best. So, um, disappointed he didn't try to break the bench and like fight the other coach game one. That was pretty big disappointment. But um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see if he is like how much he's changed from the coach that like he entered the NHL as. Um, Cause I mean, like, even when he was half going crazy, it was very, very. It still, it just like maybe it's the beard that's gone. It just looks different, though. Um, this is this is a fact. Thanks, Lou. And I mean, like, people were talking about this too. Like, he had a big problem when he was in Colorado with like not having more say. He has zero fucking say with Lou Lamorello as general manager. So that'll yeah, be an interesting line for him to tell. You know why that happened, though, right? The only press going around, if you Google Patrick Waugh, is no longer second place for all-time wins. He's like, fuck this. I'm back. I'm playing. I'm, I'm coaching. I don't care what's happening. I need to get in. I need to beat the shit out of Bruce Boudreaux. Someone needs to hire him so I can fight him. Be done. Are, they play, is, are the Wild, do they have any more games against the Islanders? Don't know. As you know, Waugh, he's suiting himself up for that game. Like he'll be in between the pipes, and he will try to fight Mark Andre Fleury in that game. Fleury, no, Fleury will be the backup for that game, and he will still like just put the pads on. He'll go across. He'll jump into the bench and just go. Yeah, but I mean, Fleury, that. Fleury would oblige. Like he wants his goalie fight. Yeah, it's bullshit. No one's giving him one. Well, Biddington, the NHL fucking cowards. It's crazy how they can't do anything right like, ever. That was that was insane. Absolute, the yeah. level to which they went to stop that from happening. Like so many other fights happen, and they're like, "Well, we're not going to get in the middle of it." They see two goalies. They're like, "Oh, they're nice and like big and fluffy. Like we can step in the middle of them." They do always break up the ones that everyone wants to see. Like it always is. Like, oh, this could be a good. The refs like, well, we can't have that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's too fun, guy. If People they, are having that, fun. Fuck it. I can't remember who, which fucking ref it was that didn't let them go, but like they would have ended up in the Hall of Fame if they just stepped back. Then you would have immediately been inducted to every single team's Ring of Honor as the referee that let Mark Andre Fleury fight Jordan Bennington of all fucking or whatever. Moving on, we got. I'm move sorry, on. Isha. First off, Isha says, "Oh man, if Fleury fights Wah, I can die a happy man. Then I would rather Fleury beat the shit out of Wah over Jordan." Isha hates Patrick Waugh because he's, you know, from Quebec. But in what world do you think that Marc-Andre Fleury stands the slightest chance in a fight against Patrick Waugh? Like, what have you been watching that leads you to believe that that's possible? Couldn't tell you. I mean, we've never been able to see it from Flower. But also, I do love, by the way, that Patrick Waugh... Patrick Waugh, they were like, there's no more fighting than QMJ. I was like, all right, smell you later. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. He is. He no, is. No, he's like, whatever. As, as long as my kid's not getting arrested for the shit he pulled, we're good. Mm -hmm. That was insane. <laughs> Anyone that hasn't seen it, go to YouTube. Jonathan Waugh Assault. It's bad. It's pretty bad. He's like, oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. Um... Man, um, okay, we got one more here. If anyone's got any last-minute questions, throw them out. They better be a really good one, or I'm just going to glaze over it. But we got one here from Mike Owen, and it's not even a question, but I think it's an interesting topic. Gus to Philly for a haul. Now, not even necessarily to Philly, but do you at this point, with where the Wild are at, what the plan is, value being at an all-time high for Gustafson, do you trade him if you can get a first plus? Because there are teams with what his contract is and his abilities. Like, think Philly. Think New Jersey. Like, there are teams out there that would love to get a Phil Gustafson. I just don't think you can do that. Like, you don't have... Be like, you're at that point Flurry and Wallstead, and then you are... Sticking with Flurry beyond this year. Yeah, they're gonna do the Ovechkin. They're they're just gonna sell tickets by Flurry chasing this like distant object. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would not do it because I think having if you don't have Phil Gustafson here, 
now you are really planning on Wallstead stepping into the NHL next season. Well, I mean, I guess the rest of this year. Well, no, uh, did you see his first game? He's a bust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, yeah. So now, like, you're pretty much relying on him to be able to, like, be your starting goaltender on a team that you are hoping this year is an aberration just with all the injuries and, like, whatever. And he is going to be able to play 60 games, probably 65 games close to it, like immediately and win most of those games. I just don't see it. So um, that'd be a, I would be a bit too aggressive. I mean, everyone has a price point where like, okay, I mean, I'm not going to say no to that, but then what are you going to do? Like go out and like give up a lesser package for like a really shitty goalie. Like you're still going to get rid of more assets at that point. Cause you literally can't just like immediately decide wall stats that ready to play this year. You know what though? Cosgrove brings up a really good point. Gus is the one guy on the team without an NTC. <laughs> he would definitely be like, he'd be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, like, we could have got one of these and you fucking like, oh, we, yeah, Billy James like, oh, we can't not, we can't have anyone on this team that doesn't have one. Like, I mean, on, look guys. at the Islanders, man. They have nine guys with no moves. It's they, what a community. what an off season! What an off season! Pierre Engvall, how about seven fucking years? Lou, Lou Lamarillo masterclass. Um, all right, last question here, and we already talked a bit about uh, Tija Ginla, but. I had to throw it up because your boy is on here. The fake Swede Tisha Ginla or Michael Bransag Nigord, who would be a better fit for the wild and who do you rank higher as a prospect Z? Yeah. I mean, at this point I'm, I would lean towards my draft son. Um, I figured. Yeah. I just, for him, he is, legitimately already like he's been the all around two eight four with insane offensive upside that like oh by the way since the world juniors he came back to the all svenskin all the puck luck has turned around he immediately put up like seven points in his first four games back including an absolute fucking rip um of a goal so it's nice to see but tisha ginla i'm curious to see like like i don't think he's necessarily gonna have some big like scoring drought or slow down all that much because the talent's been there forever. It's kind of just like working now all of a sudden. So I guess same idea in, in that sense with the bronze like Gord, but um, it's interesting. Instead of just like raw offensive upside, there's probably a world where maybe Tijiganla has a little bit more, but like not by a whole lot because I just think, I also just don't think people have seen enough of bronze like Gord to truly understanding just how much upside there is there just because like he is unbelievable just the like prototypical perfect two-way forward who i mean there are plenty of people that have also watched him for the last few years like they will tell you like he probably could just like play right now and like be okay um and there's not a whole lot of guys in this draft class you could probably say that about um so I would probably lean towards Brunson New York because again I think you've got a ton of I, I just value him as a prospect in general a little bit more than a guy like Tijiginla, but at the same time I think he also gives you a little bit more of something you don't have specifically in Minnesota's prospect pool. Um so I think he fits in that sense too. So um but it is cool. I I do love how much love Aginla is getting now because he has been un, unbelievable this season. Um, we just need more Aginlas in the league. We love that. Well, and and Tyler G coming with another one for how badly Papa Aginla tormented the Wild. It would, That's a good point. I'm All right, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> it's either that or do you just continue the Norwegian dominance? You know, fuck. Um, yeah, that's a good point. All right. I, I'm changing but, my answer now. I'm going back to a yeah. <laughs> you have You have no choice, but for, for MBN, what do you see as like the range of draft positions today? Like what is the highest you see him going? What is the furthest he could slide just based on yeah. all the info we have today? I mean, at this point, I guess I'm less bullish on where I thought the rest of the league would be. Cause I think, Bobby Mack probably has him around 20, I think. I'm guessing. Actually, probably. I don't know why I didn't look before. 
Yeah, yeah, at 20. Um, wow. But I do think at that, like that to me, given the other players who are way higher than we thought, like Silayev and just how clearly valuable, like big, really good skating or defenseman or just forwards with two-way ability, like if that's what a lot of teams are going to be targeting, then yeah, I could, I guess at that point, I feel like anywhere from 16 to 22 could be okay. fairly accurate if they did the draft tomorrow. Um, which is interesting to me just because, again, I would probably be leaning more towards like the 12 area, 11 probably. But well, that's um, where I'm saying, like, okay, if the, the wild are picking at like 12 and they took Brancig Nigord, would you be excited or like, yeah, I'm okay this, but we're leaving some stuff? Okay, yeah, I, I legitimately like, I think he's fucking unbelievable. Like, he is like, he's so fun to watch. I mean, he's an all name team guy, right? Oh, we, we gotta, easy, of course. If I ever talk to Judd Brackett, my first question is going to be like scale of one to a hundred. What percent of your decision making goes off of how sick their name is? Yeah, he immediately replies like thirty four. I'm like, oh shit, okay. He's a, we have a system. <laughs> they have an they have uh, another scout. Actually, they uh, have a we, whole. We put together one an all name team prior to the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking to into Judd's buds once a year, and it's only for the all name team episode. Yeah, we're do- yeah we're talking to a uh, wild <laughs> scout. So where, what region are you primarily focusing? Oh, the world, uh, primarily the entire world. Uh, just looking at <laughs> rosters, baby. Just reading rosters. It's crazy. Um, get a lot of value that way for me. Um, but yeah, um, there was one. Well, this one from Andrew. Hoppy, yeah, I love it. And spooked is so cute. Let's go. Fire me up, Andrew. But we got to pump tires more. Z, I don't tell you often enough, but you are very cute. I hated that. Um, (laughs) Oh, there was one very important one. Um, Tegrity Farms. Love (laughs) Farms. I have this one queued up. I didn't know (laughs) if you want to answer it, but it was going to be my parting question. So we're ending it here, folks. (laughs) Hey, Z. Big fan of your work. Thoughts on World War One trench warfare? I'll tell you what. I have been crushing a lot of fucking like old documentaries as I'm trying to like fall asleep. <clears throat> I, that's a whole lot. That's where we need a scout right now. Who is a World War One trench warfare guy? That's who we need. Um Tell you what though, I'm just I'm telling I've just been crushing these documentaries, and it's just like how the fuck are, how did anyone live more than like 12 minutes over there doing this crazy thing? We live in mud. Um, and people will just like if you pick your head up, you're gonna get like shot in the face, most likely. We might be able to fix you up though. Um by the way, you're gonna leave that we'll give you eight bucks a year. There you go. So I mean, back then that was back then that was a lot more. So yeah, I mean, by the way, your foot most likely going to fall off. Uh, It's just gonna like turn black, and we're probably gonna have to cut it off, or you will die. Um, And by the way, common colds kill people, so it's just like pretty lose lose over here. So shit's pretty wild. Yeah, that answers that question. No social media though, so so yeah. I mean, it's a better time. Oh, man, I I want to watch Band of Brothers so bad now that we're talking about all this stuff. Phenomenal show, incredible. I Wait, did have one more. Better. I did have one more. I saw earlier. That I was like, it was because I the question about the defenseman, and then I thought it was about Perek or Dickinson, or well, those were two guys that I thought. Were, yeah, yeah. Another one that I'm very intrigued by that I think is going to be there right in the middle of the first that could be within range is a kid like Carter Yakumchuk. He's Big, mobile. There's decent enough offensive upside, and he's great name. Mean, like mean as shit. And like, give me a comparable. Just, just meanness. I don't care about skill or anything. Just give me a meanness vibe. Oh god. I guess I should have thought about that a little bit more. Like on a scale of like close to Middleton, like right around the Middleton area, kind of. Where, like, if Middleton's having less fun, 
then he's kind of just like angry. That's mean, yeah, kind of ornery, Those like games. angry, yeah. Yeah, where if like he's gonna if he's angry and he's fighting, it's like oh fuck, okay, he actually might hurt somebody here. Um, that's right around the anger range, I'd say for Perek or not Perek, uh, Yakumchuk. Um, but he's he is just a very intriguing, and he's putting up tons of points this year too. I think he's like over a point per game with a dub right now on Calgary. Um, and like he's probably closer to the ten spot at this point just with another big defenseman who's that mobile but like just a different kind of prospect for minnesota's back end too um but they do just have so many offensively gifted defensemen in the prospect pool that like again i think a kid like yakimchuk gives you something a little bit different where like o'rourke's got the nasty part of his game but yakimchuk kind of adds like big time point production potential to that so it's like just a little bit something different than uh than a whole lot of the defensemen um that minnesota have. so like that's one that's like stuck out to me especially lately nice. six there he is six four hundred ninety seven pounds 80 pims in 40 games it's we need to, we need to see those go up a little bit you know love it i think we did it i think we did the thing um, everyone listen to gun tote and granny hit the thumbs up. It'll make Isha very, very happy. And, uh, as always agreed here with Isha, you guys are awesome. Got some new commenters today, had some great stuff come through. Maybe we'll just make this like a monthly thing where we do the mailbag. We'll try and get it out more like Monday, Tuesday, so people can pile in early. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been something. It happened. That's what happened. It, it was a thing that happened. It's it, it happened. That's what happened. Yeah. That's that's like heard happily in Parks and Rec. It what ha happened? That is what happened. Is it happened? <laughs> what happened? Is the thing that did. That hurt. <laughs> oh. It's all right. God damn. All right. Anything else you want to say, or are you just looking for me to kill it? No, I was trying to think if there's something else that... Yeah, kill it.